0: What's going on, family? This is just in a few minutes for Jesus. This is a huge chapter in Saul's life. Um, This is probably the the defining moment, the the, the paradigm shift in his life, uh, and not for the better. So we're going to do a two-part series on this. 1 Samuel chapter 15, part one today, part two coming up very soon. God bless you. Let's get it. 1st Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 it reads but Samuel replied does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams for rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord one more time because you have rejected the word of the Lord he has rejected you as king man if you're now joining us we've been following Saul's life from when he's anointed as king to where he is today and now we're seeing that God is rejecting him as king the anointing is coming off the appointing stays there but more than the appointing the anointing is what matters and Saul is being rejected at this moment as as king because of his disobedience to God. It didn't just end like this. All of a sudden, it, just, it, it didn't just pop up like, oh my goodness, God is rejecting Saul for no reason? No, it was one thing and then Saul added another thing and another thing, and then he would try to do better, and he'd go right back to the old thing, and he would not obey, he would not listen, he would grieve the spirit of God. God would talk, send word to to Saul, and Saul just would not listen. This, you know, sometimes we, we, we isolate men, and say, oh, men, you got, but this is for God's people. This is for God's People God's people need to be obedient Male or female Right? The Bible says that there's, there's no difference between male or female Slave or whatever it is We're all equal in God's eyes So men, you need to obey the word of the Lord And women, you need to obey the word of the Lord And, and, and sometimes God gives us things Just like he gave Saul this huge task of being the pioneer, the first one to be a king in Israel. It's overwhelming, it's daunting, and of course it's gonna bring out the insecurities. We see Saul's insecurities immediately. Let me ask you a question. Right now, you're being faced with a humongous task. It's overwhelming, it's daunting. I'm pretty sure some people around you can see some of the issues that you're struggling with that you probably don't even see. There's a level of 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 understanding oneself, of reflection, uh, of introspection. When you can understand, man, I really struggled in this area and I thank God for therapy because it really helped me to start getting in alignment with my feelings Oh man, I, I'm not good at this. You know what? I just lied. You know what? I need to I need to make amends for this. Some people, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s in their casket, never get it. You are not perfect. Neither am I. and we're going to be faced with things that sometimes we're not going to handle well. And when we don't handle those things well, we do not approach it, verse 23, with arrogance. Mm-mm, Saul, Mm-mm, Justin, Mm-mm, put your name there. Don't put, the, don't put somebody else's name there. We don't approach it as arrogance. God, I messed up. Humility, repentance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I said. I'm sorry for what I did. Forgiveness, yo, what you did really hurt me, but I'm a child of God and I'm going I'm to forgive you. we are going to have to work on trust, but I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to work too on my end. Arrogance says, I ain't doing nothing. You got to do all the work. Fold my legs and you do all the work. I'm king. I'm queen. That is not Jesus wrapping a towel around himself and washing feet. You may have had wrong done to you, put that towel around and you wash some feet. You may have been the one to do wrong, you put that towel on like Jesus did. Take off the the, the teaching robes, take off the robes that people would see, oh, that's a teacher. Put on on the robes of a slave. And Saul struggled. He was always on on the sides of the spectrum, either doing way too much or not doing enough at all. So, that's the introduction. Samuel gets a word from God go destroy the Amalekites. The Amalekites, when Israel is coming out of Egypt, they cross the Red Sea. As soon as they cross the Red Sea, they're coming up. They're coming up. They're basically a baby nation. They don't even have houses yet. They don't even, They didn't even put up a tent yet. And immediately, the Amalekites, a close relative of them, instead of coming to help, they came to attack and to destroy. How many of us are in that situation when you're trying to come out of some stuff and people keep beating you back down into what they came to attack them? And God had to fight the battle through Joshua and Moses. Moses had to put his hands up. And every time Moses kept his hands up, the battle was won. But when, he, when, his, when his hands went down, the Amalekites were winning. Remember that battle? So, so Moses needed help to keep his hand. And, 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 then they, and then and then Israel won that battle. They should not have won. But it was God fighting their battles for them. And the same way God was able to fight their battles then, God was going to fight Saul's battles for him as well. Saul never put his hands up in surrender. So Saul gets his army together based on the word of the Lord to completely destroy everything. Saul gets 210,000 people from Israel and Judah to go fight. This fight is only four verses. They win. Israel wins. Israel There's there's no there's no stress Easy, we're gonna we're gonna go fight. They put on their armor, they get their chariots, and they go fight. You know why? Because the things that we can control, it's easy to fight those things. But the things that are out of our control, uh, that's what this passage is about right here. It wasn't about the Amalekites, it was about the fight inside Saul's heart. Saul struggled. Right. So the Bible says that God said destroy everything. Saul, Bible says right here, but Saul and the army spared Agag, the king. They spared the best of the sheep, verse nine, and the cattle and the fat of calves and lambs, everything that was good, they kept. What seems good to you? If it is not in accordance with God's word, it is disobedience. I know it feels good to be angry and to hold on to hostility. There's nothing wrong with anger. But what you do with your anger, there's nothing wrong with it. Saul, they kept the best, right? This is what we deem is best. We, we're, we're keeping, this is, I, I know what God said, but they decided to keep what was best. These, they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that they, that they, that they despised and weak, they destroyed. So the things that they didn't care about, okay, God, keep that. We'll, we'll, we'll listen there, but over here with the good stuff, we'll keep that. It's important when we're interpreting what God is saying, when God is speaking to us, to listen, and this 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 is the, this is the crazy thing about it. No Christian ever says, "I'm going to be disobedient to God today." Why are why are we as Christians? You know, let's 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 make it macro. Let's let's get big with it. It doesn't matter what your faith is. I've seen uh, people who said that they're Muslim fighting each other, literally getting machetes and going after each other. I've seen people who are saying that they're 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 Jewish going after each other. There's sin everywhere. There's no religion that's perfect. You know why? Because the people are imperfect. And when the people are imperfect, they are interpreting what's being written in the manuscripts, what's being written in their holy text, and they're saying, I want to do it my way. There's no way, there's nowhere where it says that Muslims, you should fight each other and kill each other. You're actually supposed to be banding together, right? And then when you see Christians acting outside of their faith, it's because we've taken the faith, we've taken God's word and interpreting it the way that we want to interpret it based on our stuff, based on what I want. God, I want to be angry. God, I want to be I want to be with this other person. I know I'm married, but I don't feel like being a husband. I don't feel like being a wife. I don't feel like, it's my addictions. And I start doing things out of my addictions, but 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 I'm taking God's word and I'm making it like, like the, the icing on the cake. That ain't the cake. I can't take garbage and paint rainbows on it and say that's a rainbow. It's still garbage. And that's what God is saying here to Saul, obedience, obedience. What did I say to do? So when you see Christians struggling because we're taking God's word and we're making ourselves God and making it our word. So Saul, let's look look at Saul's struggle here, right? So so God said, hey, man, I regret, I regret making uh, Saul king. The regret here isn't, oh man, I made a mistake. The regret here is I feel remorse. I feel so sad for what's happening to the people. I feel so sad for what's happening in Saul's life. Now I need to take action. There's some of us that made some decisions. Don't Don't look to your left, don't look to your right. You made some decisions with people in your life And now you're like, why is my life like this? You made some some business decisions. You made some choices with school. You made some choices. And God's like, that's not what I wanted them to do. The next 15 years of your life, the next 20 years or the rest of your life is going to be impacted by this one decision that you made. And God feels regret remorse. He hears your cries. He knows your tears. He feels it for you. And God says, I regret making Saul king. And and let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. So when Samuel reached Saul, look at this. When Samuel reached Saul, and we're going to pick up with this next week. When Samuel reached Saul, the Bible says, Saul says, the Lord bless you. I have carried out the word of the Lord. Really, Saul? Yo, we're going to pick up with this next week. Few Minutes for Jesus, part two, coming up.